Hey, everybody, this is uh, Drew. This episode was recorded a little while ago, so I just wanted to let you know this podcast is here so you can feel less alone day or night. We're going to keep coming out Sunday and Wednesday nights as usual. But if you need more help, you know, reach out for help. I have a list of resources in the show notes if you're looking for more help at, uh, in this current time because uh, I'm here to try to support you with that. Thanks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, and all my patron peeps, uh, patrons, thanks for being there. Hello, how you doing? Uh, I'm so glad you're here listening to this episode. I'm so glad I get to make this show and to help you put, put you to sleep. Uh, so, uh, what do you say we get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, feelings, you know, anything coming up for you emotionally or, uh, like, uh, physically. Uh, So thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in schedule or routine, or just baffling stuff or something else. You know, it could be anything. You could work the second or third shift. You could be traveling for work. Your job could involve, you know, travel or you're working, you know, someplace else uh, than where you live. All of those things. uh, I've heard from a lot of you. And I want to know you to know, you know, like I want you to know that I I really want to see you like and I mean that in a deep way. And that's why I open the show the way I do. That's why I try to like talk about a lot of different things because while there's a lot of different people who listen to the show going through a lot of different things and whatever's keeping you up or, or, or getting in the way of you getting a good night's sleep, uh, we all share something. I mean, we share a lot of things, but uh, that feeling that, it, I mean, the preference, I put it lightly, I'd rather be, I'd prefer to just go right to sleep, right? Why doesn't that just happen for me? Or, you know, it's something more than just words. And if you listen to this podcast, if you're new, I hope you can relate. Or I, and I wish you didn't have to relate. And if you're a regular listener, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's, just, it's not just a thought. It is a, There's a physical and an emotional element to it, too. Like, but let's see if I could put words to it. Say, not being able, you know, S U C K S. Is that S U C K? Is that a, that's how you spell that word, right? It stinks. So I'm here to try to help, I guess, is what I'm saying. If you're new, I'm so glad you're here. I say that a lot on this show, but I want to say it up front. Like, I'm really glad you're here, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Uh, so I appreciate you checking the show out. And, and I'm so honored, uh, those of you new or regular listeners, I'm profoundly thankful to be in a position where I get to tell you a bedtime story. And that you're here checking it out and giving me your time, but that I'm also in a position to help. I don't know. It's such a, such an honor. Uh, but what, what what am I doing? If you're new, uh, uh, here to take your mind off stuff, trouble getting to sleep, trouble, I get mixed up, sorry. Uh, 
semi-voice, uh, thoughts, feelings, physical sense, whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off of that stuff. And the way I'm going to do it is I got this, this safe place I'm carving out. And you might not say, maybe you could say I'm scooping it out too, or, you know, and I'm uh, smoothing it, I'm patting it, and I'm rubbing it down, I'm saying safe place. Uh, it's a nice, a safe place, and it can be delivered to you or sent your way. Uh, but there's space for you, plenty of space. And you maybe prefer not to be seen. You know, you say, well, I, I get the idea of being seen, Scoots, but I'm going to be here. Uh, and I say, that's cool. That's why I tried to invent that thing called Slokes, which was like a cloak and a blanket, uh, like different than a Snuggie or whatever. And I've been really thinking about getting a cape, and not that you asked, but... Uh, or a cloak. I mean, I prefer a cloak, but a cloak and a cape are pretty close. I would prefer something less shiny. Like, I don't want, like, a satin superhero cape, That now that we're talking about this. Uh, but I don't want anything that's, like, made from burlap either. So looking for something that's uh, soft, uh, you know, that looks rough, but that feels good. I don't, I don't know. So, oh, what am I going to do, though? I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. Uh, so I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to forget what I was talking about. I'm going to get distracted and talk about stuff like cloaks or slokes. I even forget. It's been years since I talked about the sloke. I tried to invent it, and then I forgot what it was. Uh, but it was like a cloak. I mean, a, clo- a, ho- a hooded sweatshirt, I guess, is the closest like thing we have today to uh, like a cape and a cloak, right? I mean, I guess it would be good, too, if it was one of those, you know, those jackets and stuff that you can fit it. Oh, it fits in its own tiny pouch. Uh, you could, It's got its own stuff sack. I could tell you the amount of times I've heard stuff and sack in the same sentence having to do with this podcast, uh, but that's not with the slokes. So the, but so, oh, if you're new, so I'm here to take your mind off of stuff and keep you company while you fall asleep. So a few things to know if you're new, totally understandable if you're doubtful or you're like, what is this? Or, or you know, the, the podcast, it can be a bit different, even structurally. Uh, because the show starts off with a few minutes of business, and that's really how we keep it free for everybody. Some people are surprised by that, but it does take uh, hundreds and hundreds of hours a month to put this podcast out and keep it out. And then, you know, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Not important because the business keeps it free. Uh, but it is not, you know, it's just the way we do it. It's, well, it's the most convenient way to do the most of that up front when we can. It's just like the way the way we do it is try to do as much of it up front as we can. Then, so that's a, then there's an intro. So there's about four or five minutes of business. Then there's an intro, and the intro is about twelve to eighteen minutes of me just talking about the podcast. If, for new listeners, it's a way kind of so you know what you're getting into uh, because it is so different. One. I don't really get to the point. I mean, it takes me 14 minutes to get to the point of telling you what the podcast is. 
so the the real secret is that this is a podcast you don't really need to listen to. You can. Listening is optional. I guess I should have said, how come I never thought of that? Sleep with me. Listening's optional. It's a podcast you don't really need to listen to. There are listeners that listen, <laughs> and there are listeners that don't listen. I don't know what to call them other than listeners, or they're kind of listening at a mumble uh, so this is a podcast you don't need to listen to. Oh, I got mixed up. I was talking about the structure and then I changed subjects, but it's a podcast you don't need to listen to structurally. So the intro goes on for about 12 to 20 minutes. And so you get a sense if you're new of what the podcast is like, but for most regular listeners, when it becomes part of your routine, which does take two or three tries, millions of people have said, took me two or three tries. Uh, before I realized, you know, that the pod, you like the podcast doesn't make a whole lot of sense and I'm just falling asleep to it or listening and unwinding. So give it a few tries. But the regular listeners, like 90, if, if, if yeah, I guess the statistics are accurate, like 96% or something, listen to the intro. In, the, in that 96%, people use it different ways. Some people are getting ready for bed as they listen and they're starting, you know, their bedtime prep. It's part of everybody's wind-down routine in a different way. Then there's listeners that are in bed or in their bedroom, you know, and they're starting to wind down. Maybe they're stretching. Maybe they're doodling or they're knitting or they're brushing their hair or they're brushing their pets, whatever it is, a part of your wind-down and then there's listeners that are already in bed and, you know, cuddled up already, snuggled in. Oh, you look so nice, so snuggled up. Here, let me move that blankie poof for you. Like that? Okay, what about, should I poof this pillow or puff it? Oh, pat it. Okay. And those listeners are kind of already starting to, like, wind down in a different way. They're getting comfortable, they're sinking in, and they're drifting off. So the whole idea of the intro is because it takes a little time for most of us. Uh, like if sleep was instant, right, you wouldn't need this podcast. I mean, that would be my, like, uh, so this podcast is here to ease you into bedtime. Because I kind of always felt uh, on and off throughout my life, like uh, what I was never easing into bedtime. I was dreading it, right, uh, not looking forward to it and... It was a, it's a, me and me and sleep, a contentious relationship at times. So I'm here to make this a little bit of a smoother, like you transition to sleep instead of a, a switch. So that's the intro, the purpose it serves. And you can skip it. Oh, two, yeah, that's what I said. Two to 4% of listeners skip it, start the show at about 20 minutes. And then they listen. And then eventually, like after this intro, there'll be some business uh, that's, you know, again, part of the uh, keeping the podcast out there and not as part of like one of those services. And then there's a story. Tonight will be an episodically modular series story. So you could listen to it in any order, but it's a series uh, with recurring characters. Uh, that hopefully will be kind of become your friends. Or you say, well, you look forward to hearing from Richard Warren and James Cash uh, and Jif, uh, my kind of friends. And then there's some thank yous at the end. So that's the structure of show. I did cover the fact you don't need to listen to me. The other thing is, and there's more and more sleep podcasts every day. Like this is not a podcast actually that puts you to sleep. 
this is more of a podcast uh, that keeps you company as you fall asleep. So I'm more of your bedtime companion, your boar friend, your boar bud, a storyteller who you don't have to pay attention to or listen to their stories. They're just telling stories for your benefit, but mostly the benefit of, of taking your mind off of stuff. Uh, yeah. So almost like picturing me. I mean, I don't want you to picture me in an in, in angelic way, because, uh, but in just in this image, uh, that we're walking on a cloud together, side by side, you know, uh, and, you know, eventually you're just drifting off, uh, or maybe I'm drifting off, uh, and you're floating off into dreamland. I guess you're floating off into dreamland, but I'm just kind of walking and lightly mumbling, yada, yada, you know, that can't, you say, just scooch, you can talk about, if you were on a cloud, would you have a cape? And I'd say, well, I guess in this case it would have to be, uh, don't angels have some sort of cloaks? I mean, aren't robes and cloaks pretty close anyway? But yeah, if you're on a cloud, you better believe you, what better situation to have a cloak than than on a um, cloud? Because you want to be able to adjust your temperature at all times. One, it could be breezy. You might want your hood on. You might want to wrap it all the way around you. Because the one thing about a cloak is it's also a blanket. I think that's why they used to use it when they were traveling around. Back when they didn't have climate control. You say, oh, well, I could throw this. It could be a second blanket or my primary blanket. Or if I'm sleeping, sitting up. Uh, so... Yeah, if you're on a cloud, bring a cloak. I mean, holy, or if not, a jacket or, you know, a couple layers and some screen because, you know, if the sun's out and you're on top of the cloud, you're going to need some screen. You're probably going to want to be down to short sleeves while the sun's there. But then if some higher altitude clouds come or, you know, you pass into the evening zone, I bet you it's brisk up there. I mean, like facts aside, real world aside, this is the fantasy world, but it's still going to be a little chilly. And this cloak, because you know what's underestimated, where the cloak people had it right, they said, you know what's cold on your back? Cold wind. Cold wind at your back. You know, maybe poets might write about it, uh, but it'll give you a chill. So wear a cloak. So also this episode is sponsored by cloaks. Uh, cloaks, uh, the, the, you know, bespoke cloaks, uh, by the folks that make the bespoke, bespoke cloaks, uh, yeah, bespoke cloaks. That's the folks that make bespoke cloaks. That's the name of their company, bespoke cloaks, probably already a company. And, uh, so, you know, so send me, send me a cloak and, and some, uh, dinero, you know? So I think that's, I'm trying to think of what else I need to cover. Oh, so this is a podcast that's not meant to put you, I mean, it puts you to sleep. It's meant to put you to sleep, but it's more meant to be here as you fall asleep. And then the reason I say that is, one, if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here till the very end. There is a percentage of listeners that are, uh, they don't, they can't fall asleep or just situationally or regularly. And it make the show with them in mind. It's almost like I can talk to them. And they can listen and have some comfort, and you can kind of barely listen while you're asleep, and maybe some part of your brain is still listening. Uh, so the episodes are always complete, and I'm always here because I believe you deserve a good night's sleep. Uh, like, that's the most important thing 
That's my driving force. Uh, is uh, like if I have the opportunity to give you a good night's sleep or enable that or just be one part of that, that's my honor. Because the world is just going to be a darn better place if you get a little more rest. And you might say, yeah, well, I'm in Kalamazoo. How's that going to impact you, Scoots? And I say, well, we know, Will. You know, we we know, like, these little tiny things. Uh, and if you have a better day, even if I don't know about it, the day's better. I mean, it's really that simple. Or, I mean, maybe, I don't even know what being Pollyanna means, but maybe I'm just a Pollyanna about it. I, I'm happily, because I can picture myself, like, I, I think Pollyanna probably would have nice long hair in a floral print print dress or jumper, and I could be running through places. Uh, I, I picture, picture running through fields. And I would just be seeing the joy of that you got a, some rest and had a good night's sleep, and I'd be running through the fields like that. And that would be nice. I mean, so if that's a Pollyanna I am, now that anybody that knows about Pollyanna, you know, tell me more about it. I, I, I'll, I'll try to Google it. So, I don't know. That's why I make the show. I mean, really, because I've been there. I know what it's like on the other side of that or not getting enough rest side of things. Uh, so it's important. And you know what? You're important. Uh, like, don't let that other part of you say, oh, see, I told you. Like, no, your rest and your self-care is important. And so, so I guess that's it. I mean, that's why I make the show. It, no, oh, the other side of it, unfortunately, this podcast does not work for everybody. So you may have already figured that out, but maybe you're on the fence. Give the episode a few tries and see how it goes, because I really do hope it works for you. And it does work for a lot of people. It's even people, I just heard from two roommates, and one of the roommates was a regular listener. The other one was like, uh, they, like the, those creaky dulcet tones are not my thing. Eventually, the, now they both listen. Uh, so shout out to those listeners somewhere in Texas, according to Twitter. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I make the show because I want to help. I hope it helps you. So give it a few tries and see how it goes. Uh, and if it doesn't, I wish it worked for you. I would try. I mean, for me, meditation, foam rolling, and uh, multiple fans is, is my is that's my cup of tea. But there's other stuff out there. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you has some other shows. So check that out. But really, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm so glad you're here. And I'm really appreciative of you giving me this chance to help you get some rest. So I really hope I can. I think I express that in a, in a clear way. Uh, so I'm really glad you're here. I work very hard and I yearn and strive to help you fall asleep. Uh, thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple ways we're able to keep this podcast free for everybody. All right. Hey, everybody. We're back with another episode of our module, episodically modular series, uh, Get Bassos. So that means that you can listen to it in any order. Uh, they're kind of like modules you could move around for the most part. This episode, you could definitely listen to it in any order. And it's a tale, Get Bessos is a tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny, two fictional characters living at the start of most of our tales. They start off living in purgatory, or that's a generic term. You know, you say, well, I prefer this. And I say, okay, I get it, I get it. 
Uh, it just makes it easier for me to explain. Living in purgatory, they escaped from purgatory. This is a story part. Uh, and they returned to Earth to try to catch, uh, get uh, Jeff Bissos, uh, a founder of, of a company called Amazon.com. And that was the kind of first two seasons were adventures like that. But the third season started out pretty much the same way. Jif was actually in purgatory with them. Uh, but then Jif escaped purgatory to go try to get this uh, other character, Zebif, uh, who has a social sharing shopping platform, ubiquitous in, in the, the, this world. Uh, so Jif headed to that world. Very much like Earth. And a matter of fact, we call it Earth on the show, even though it's Earth. It's a silent H from now moving forward. So Jif escaped purgatory, headed Earth uh, to get Zebif, and then James Cashpenny and Richard Warren Sears said, "Well, we got to go help Jif not get in trouble. You know, get, get, how do you get to purg? How do you get to some place that's not purgatory? Probably by getting people, even if it's to just give them a quiet, gentle scolding. Probably not. You know." So they're he- they headed to Earth to try to get Jif, hence the title of the series, Get Bessos. Uh, but uh, Jif had left behind a list. Uh, uh, he did leave a clue, which was a list of people impacted by the ZBIF uh, social media shopping and sharing platform. You know, communities, lives, uh, like lives, you know, where you say, well, I used to do things this way, and now i got to do everything on ZBIF. Uh, so they've been headed, they don't know where Jif is on the list, so they're just going through the list and, and trying to help the people impacted by the social shopping platform. And at the same time, either hoping to find Jif or get to Zbif and before Jif does. So then I guess they, I don't know what they would do, Lay, wait, like wait for Jif and then say, hey, Jif, let's go home, back to, back to purgatory. I mean, let's get back there, right? Purgatory. At least we're there. You know, that's what they say there. They, that's one of their taglines. At least you're here. You know, you could be like uh, purgatory. It's not quite not. Ha- it's not. It's not half bad. Even though you think it is, it's it's neither half bad nor half good. It's really dull. Uh, so that's the series. You could listen to it in any order. Like I said, this is very. It's very procedural. Uh, with a touch of seriality, you know, just to, just to keep things going. And the procedure, as I explained, as they go on the list, they say, that's what will happen in this episode. They say, huh, this happened to these people or this community impacting it. How can we, uh, what, 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 what can we do? So that's our series, Get Best. So this is our world-famous uh World famous for for so many things, but mostly his ability to perform as an actor, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, Thank you, uh, thank you. Uh, The ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for another episode of Kit Bessos. Uh, thanks, Antonio. Antonio's got a busy work schedule, so Antonio's going to lie down in, in my bed on top of, as always, on top of my show comforter, which I put on there. Uh, he's laughing because he knows I'm too lazy to have a show comforter. Even though I say that, he kn- he saw right through it three weeks ago. I said, uh, Antonio, I'm going to put my sh- you could lie on my show comforter. 
And he said, Scooter, let's dispense with the illusions. Uh, And I said, what do you mean? And he said, one, this is a duvet. He pointed that out. I said, okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, And a duvet cover. And he said, also, this is, like he said, this is, uh, it's clear that this is yours. Uh, And I said, is it the the rumpled way I walk? That's a song from a musical. But, uh, and he said, it is. And I said, well, could just pretend it's a show comforter because, uh, that way, like, it maintains my illusion of boundaries that I don't, like, uh, you just have trouble processing it. You know, I just like to have my own privacy. I mean, even if, I'm sure every listener listening right now, if Brad Pitt came along and said he'd just like to lie on the top of your bed for a while, you'd say, well, I mean, I realize you're Brad Pitt, or in this case, Antonio Banderas, but, uh, but first of all, shoes, shoes off or have, and booties over your socks, uh, Secondly, like, uh, I'm not, I don't know. Like every, every person in the world would say that. They say, I'm sorry, Mr. Pitt, but, uh, uh, like, I just can't have you lying on my bed, uh, because, uh, and they'd say, well, why not? Uh, with his devastated, because that's what Antonio said the first time. Antonio has more of an amused, bemused look, uh, where I feel like when I asked Brad Pitt not to lie on my bed, he came and gave me, like, are, are you kidding me, buddy? Look like a, like a, like a, so, I mean, just common sense, like, or I guess I'm the only one, my, my rest of my brain just pointed it out. So anyway, uh, this is welcome to the next episode of uh, Get Best. So thanks everybody. Uh, buddy, buddy, buddy. So, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm running through this uh, list here, James. Uh, this one has a lot of research, uh, how do you feel about us? I like the storytelling thing we do, James, to prepare and make sure we're both on the same page. So what if we go through what we think we're expecting we're supposed to be doing here? And, uh, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, see if we could, by making it into a, a slight few minutes story, you know, come up with some ideas of how to deal with this uh, situation this uh, Zbiff has got us in now. Oh, Richie, I love that idea. Uh, you, oh, no, James, you go first. Uh, okay. Hey, I'm just refreshing my memory here. Okay, Richie, uh, let me see here. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a world where, uh, there was these, once upon a time, there was a world called Pedestria, where everyone walked everywhere. There was no vehicles uh, in pedestrian areas. Uh, the vehicles were all automated, and that had all been figured out. And people were used to being driven places by automated vehicles run by a great uh, monopoly, you know, a great crop. It wasn't called a monopoly. It was called a ubiquitous platform. And it guided the vehicles everywhere and actually, like, it made it, like, it worked out for the benefit of, like, uh, not, uh, like, for, you know, in the, not, in the, not in the majority of people, but in a plurality of people. And those people could use their devices while they're being driven 
it, it, it was uh, it was very very convenient and, and effective and actually cost effective for, for for and they even had subsidies and even saw the like well maybe we could help with public transit though it wasn't the same that's what everybody said. Uh, but in Pedestria, which was actually a there was a, it was a it was a thing it was a place you were not a place you are, uh, buddy. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I just thought it sounded good, Richie. But uh, so there were zones where you couldn't have vehicles and people would walk. And actually, because of that, uh, more and more people started walking. And all for people that loved walking, it was great. For people that didn't like walking. You had to, you, you, you could, uh, you'd, uh, you, you would harumph a little bit and then you would realize you were, weren't walking anymore. Or maybe you couldn't get over that. But w- the one thing that happened maybe was that the people from the trans, trans, transit lanes, the transit world, uh, were used to using those devices and moving around and they couldn't unlearn that. So a lot of them would walk around using their devices. And they would bump into people or it, some people, they just didn't like it because on some maybe vestigial level, they said, I don't, obje- I find this objectionable. You're walking around distracted. And, you know, people, some people would have trouble navigating the curbs. And I don't know, it just created, uh, a situation that we have to deal with now, the end. Buddy, 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 that was, uh, James, uh, I guess you don't have, like, maybe, James, just try to follow along with, uh, I don't know, James, that was not helpful. Uh, I mean, that was more of like a factual retelling without the important uh, facts. Okay, Richie, why don't you do better? I, I think I will, James, because did you read the first? Okay, yeah, I, I, well, you're, just, you're just asking more of me. I get it. Uh, once upon a time, James, uh, long ago, uh, in more than one world, as a matter of fact, as we know now, uh, there was a, a, a dawn of invention that even some of us witnessed right here. Uh, climate control, where you could control the temperature indoors uh, to make it a temperate, like not too hot and not too cold, no matter what the weather outside was. And this changed the way people lived, James. And at some point, climate-controlled shopping centers became a thing. Little did we know that uh, they wouldn't stay a thing. And that their anchor tenants would be disrespectful, you know, that, uh, and I didn't realize this would be so loaded, James, for me, uh, because I have strong feelings about anchor tenants and climate control. They call them malls, so thanks for that look, James. That got me back on track. And while the malls, uh, for a time, made made our big business, some big businesses bigger, easier to go from an amazing store like Sears uh, to, uh, you know, other stores, uh, you know, that were lesser known. And, uh, you know, you'd go there afterwards. Uh, 
Maybe they had the second or third best anchor tennis. Maybe you just wanted to get a family portrait. Uh, though you could have done that at Sears, I think. You wanted to see... I'm just kidding, James. I was making fun of JCPenney's, by the way. I got that, Richie. But one of the unheralded great things about the mall was the ability to walk in climate control. And, oh boy, did a lot of people benefit and enjoy walking in the mall. And it was a glorious time for the mall walkers, as we'll call them from here on out. Uh, but then a dark time came, not just for the mall walkers, James. Uh, when buffoons uh, like uh, Jif and Zbiff uh, decided that uh, they would just shortcut the way we'd always done bi- since the dawn of time, always done business in person. I mean, by catalog, it's different. It's just different. Don't try to explain that to me. Uh, because it's still tactile. They, they had had enough of the tactile world, these entrepreneurs, uh, and they didn't think about the other fallouts, like the poor mall walkers who would be left with either a place to walk with no cheese samples or craftsman hardware to oogle over and plan out your purchases you know, no fountains or food courts. Uh, it was a sad time for these small walkers, but they still needed to walk. As it is known, as a great way to pass the time, and you know, to keep things up, to keep it going. And for some, a place of you know social interaction and fun. And eventually those mall walkers returned to the world, James. Uh, they left as these uh, malls closed. They said, well, go to, go to a, 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 like a superstore. And they said, the, fo- the lights aren't right. The, the ceiling, that's like walking around a warehouse, not a climate-controlled uh, piece of paradise. You know, we need to go to other stores before, you know, see the, how the quality of Sears outshines the mall. In a convenient in the mall, uh, but no, you know, you know, you you know how it goes. Jiff and Zbiff and all the rest, they knew better, and so the mall walkers returned to the world. But what they found was the world had changed uh, in the time. You know, they relocated uh, to places where the climate was not, you know, naturally not bad. And they went out to places uh, like this pedestrian and started walking. Pedestrian zones, which would have been like the mall. No cars. Uh, but they found it was overrun with people staring at the screens, bumping in, making it inconvenient to walk. Uh, and they just didn't like it. And they said, "What? why? Oh, Why? What has wrought my walk uh, so far? James, I think that was better than your line. Yeah, Richie, I don't, I think, uh, yeah. Oh, that's great, Richie, thanks. And they they looked to, 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 the, to the sky and said, maybe two heroes, maybe a hero and an assistant will come and uh, unrot us uh, from this peril we are in. Because we just want to walk without having to be bumped in or just be distracted. What are you looking at? I'm trying to walk here. Uh, the end. Okay, Richie, that's pretty good. 
And actually, that was good because yeah, that's who we're, we're meeting with here is the World Walkers Working Group. Uh, and, uh, I mean, we're going to meet with them and come up with a solution because they don't, like, all the people use, using their devices, uh, it, it doesn't always make it hard to walk from what I, I'm seeing here, but it gets on their nerves and it makes it hard to walk sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, James, uh, I mean, I'm just wondering at the solutions because this feels like this is just another, like, uh, feels like we're, we're stuck in this situation where we keep repeating the same procedures and then I keep, we keep objecting to this, uh, and then we find that all roads lead back to ZBIF and this just seems like another one, uh, I mean, we could brainstorm this, James, but I think it's going to end in micropayments, advertising, supports. Uh, in humanity. Uh, do you have any brainstorms beyond that? Well, yeah, I was thinking of like, uh, well, if we had to stop people from walking and using your phones, you could say that, yeah, it's annoying, it's a little bit selfish, it's not very nice to look at people walking, looking at their devices. They're missing out on stuff. Uh, they're distracted because they're used to being distracted when they're in a vehicle because they don't need to, they're being driven, automated driving. It's kind of unnecessary. Like you could just sit down. I, I could see all the objections a working group has. Yeah. And then there's the phone user side, which would say, well, this is my choice or this is, I need to look at this right now. I mean, it's the same thing, James. It does feel like we're going through this, uh, like, what are we going to do, James? Come up with more win-win? I guess I'm tired of coming up with win-win ideas. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel you because it feels like uh, it. we were coming up with these kind of win-win situations. And then, you know, recently we thought about like, oh, what about that CBT? Or what about forcing ZBIF, uh, like... Uh, like, you know, when you, we, we used to talk about like, like, uh, oh, if you produce the packaging that your product's in, you're also responsible for the packaging. Remember that one? Uh, yeah. I mean, when I was, uh, I don't know that like, uh, that would have just changed, that would just change a lot of pricing. So the consumer would have to be ready for that. Well, that was already an idea that we were trying. Okay. Maybe that, maybe that was somebody else I was talking to. Oh, boy. So what is it, James? I mean, I don't know what it, what is it. It's, uh, I guess we're just fed up. Because, well, because it's like, oh, everybody kind of wins. Like, And then it's like, oh, the easiest way to do this is to make it a, a win-win. But as long as ZBIF gets 4% of whatever the, you know, the, the, the platform micropayment rate yeah, James, I, I don't, I don't know how else to say it, and I don't. I think I can put your words. It'd be, it's like a, not, a, not the most appealing thing I've ever said. Uh, but I feel like the, the inside of a, a B A N D A I D. Yeah, that's exact. I mean, that's, but, but that's exactly, like James. I don't even want to help anybody. Well, well Richie, like, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm not exactly the most helpful person. 
in history either. Like, I don't always want to help everybody. I mean, I probably have a history of not, you know, just doing what I wanted to do and running my business and, and all and living my life. Uh, I mean, James, if it wasn't for Jif and his nonsense, I, we wouldn't be doing this. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not true. I mean, it feels like there's an opportunity. It just feels like the solutions are leaving us. Uh... Okay, James, let's get serious here. If if the situation was different and you were just sitting in a purgatory reading through the thing, newspaper or whatever, me and Jif were off, uh, you know, play, playing a video game, and then you came across an article about the mall walkers, uh, in the phone walkers, well, would would you would you think you'd read the article even? I mean, yeah, because I think that mall walking is interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, we have a personal connection to malls. Okay, maybe it's a bad example. What if you had a, a what if you had a list of problems? Would this be the first problem you picked to solve? Okay, I, yeah, I guess I, I understand what you're saying. It's like a, I, do, I probably pick something like hunger or people, you, you know, trying to help people. Yeah, I guess I'd pick a more, uh, a problem I connect with in, in a, a deeper way. But the problem, Richie, is that this ZBIF platform has brought, these are the problem. I mean, these are the problems in the forefront now. Those other problems are still around but these, remember you were talking about tactile stuff like mall walking or being in the mall. Like this is a ta- this is more tactile than the actual thing, other things that got to get, like it has a, right, James, I, like I talked about, it makes you clench a little. Yeah, it's like it gets everybody's attention. It could be universal and local at the same time, like these people walking around on their phones. Uh, and it ticks people off in a, like a, in a way, I don't know. Uh, James, it has this like non-personal yet interpersonal visceralness. Uh, non-personal but interpersonal visceral. You're right, almost. Uh, and people kind of choose that has a tact like has a tactile function, I guess, or maybe not a function. James is almost like uh, almost like people. It's like characters in a TV show or something. Well, that might be it, Richie. Uh, what do you mean? Well, I guess we kind of lost our way. I mean, that's how we started out. Was it like, uh, oh, James, you're right. Holy cow, we forgot all about Marie Kondo and uh, the dog Caesar, the dog whisperer. We could. Uh, uh, I don't know what that has to do with this, so. Well, here's what I think we should we could do is uh, I have an idea. We'll get in the auto car here and head to, we're supposed to meet with this Walker's working group. We could start a reality show and lean into how we're feeling with the reality show. Okay, James, you got my attention. What will we do? Well, instead of making it better for all for for the walkers and the phone users, oh, we we make it worse. Yeah, I mean, I I, I guess that uh, we could try that. I mean, we've tried everything else, and I mean, we've been trying this whole time to make all these win-win situations, and 
finding that we have to deal with this in some surface and subtextuality. We can't grasp grasp onto things because we don't have oven mitts. And like, uh, so, uh, James, the other thing is if we make it worse, we might be, that's probably what GIF's doing wherever GIF is uh, unintentionally. So if we intentionally make it worse... Well, yeah, as a part of a TV show, though, Richie, so we're not going to actually make it worse. What I'm envisioning is uh, we make it worse like 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 you'll see. We're almost there. I'm thinking of some ideas. uh, And just talk about GIF right now, and I'm going to send this stuff out. Okay, well, yeah, I think GIF's, I mean, Jim, GIF, has, GIF has a disaster touch, James, uh, so that makes everything worse. Uh, uh, and, uh, I mean, I'm glad you agree with me. Uh, I mean, we're better off together, but, it, I mean, it's a good thing we don't have to clean up GIF's messes. So, like, we're just trying to stay one step ahead of GIF. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, so we're going to pull Here, – here's what I figured out, uh, you know, because we, we, you, we, you actually took like a while. You were, after you talked, you fell asleep. We were in a four-hour car ride there. Oh, really, James? Yeah, but uh, it felt like 10 seconds. But so what if we do like a reverse condo? Do you know? have any idea what I mean? Uh, we make it messy. Yeah, so uh, whatever the World Walkers Working Group has, is ready for us. Uh, and there's also like some citizenship and town groups and business associations, state representatives are all going to be observing this. And they're all excited. And so we've like, uh, it's a, it, it, this is a town that's like where they shoot movies and stuff, but it's made to look just like a town. And we've got the walkers there, and we've got everything set up just like a town, and their role is just to enjoy walking. And if they could do that, we've told them. You know, we haven't told them everything. Uh, but this, this would be like, uh, okay, James, I have a feeling I know what you're Yeah, so see, they're all walking. We're up on this platform. Those are all the World Walker walking groups. Uh, some of those are like other representatives. But, James, what do you have set up there in this uh this is a very classic uh, town square setup, like very Americana. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what they're recreating in these pedestrian zones or something like it, almost like a Euro- European. Uh, oh, yes, I, I can tell by the uh, street lamps, James. Yeah, they do have nice street lamps. Wow, I like your appreciation. Uh, but so, the, the, yeah, we have like a different uh, thing. You know, there's different places for them to sample food and drinks, and like a lot of good walking. And now, in about ten seconds, we're going to release the phone users. Uh, and not so. Not only have we like made like a, the strongest data here. Uh, but we've given a lot of the phone walkers like these attachments so they don't even have to hold their phones. It'll hold the phone right in front of them if they wish. And their phones are also going to be triggering rewards. There's a game built in so as they walk through the town, the phone users can play the game and earn points and snacks and gift cards and stuff like that. 
uh, all of the faux businesses we have set up here are able to purchase advertising that direct, you know, so it's like, uh, it's very Z-Biffy. Oh, James, what if I would do, prefer to opt out? Yeah, you could pay to opt out. Uh, okay, James, it's not going. We, we've made it worse for the walkers. They're stopping. Most of them are stopping walking. There's so many people. And, yeah, we've told most of the, you know, we told all the phone people, uh, like, remember, you know, don't bump into people when you're using your devices. Yeah, but I think it's just so they're, they're, they're using their phones even more. So it's definitely worse, worse for the walkers, huh, James? Yeah, but they're all crossing there. So let's, uh, okay, there's the, yeah, they're kind of gathering into a group. So let's go. Hey, everybody. Hey, uh, I'm from the TV. This is for our TV show. We know we got you here. And this is for a TV show called Make It Worse. Do you do you feel like that was worse than your normal walking experience? It ra- oh, everybody's hand is raised. Okay, I can hear your harumphs. And I'm here with uh, my leader here, R.W., but I'm the person that made all the bad choices that you seem displeased with. So R.W. had a do- totally different idea. Oh, uh, yeah, much better idea. So don't worry. This is James. He's going to fix it for all of you. So you you kind of felt like that was a lot of like so you think you if you would go back to your community, uh, would you think that the normal phone usage would still oh it still get on your oh make you more aware now that you've seen oh you think maybe they were using the phones the same as uh, by you but the people by you bump into you more yeah we did tell them try not to bump into anybody. And this town doesn't have any curbs or anything. So, yeah, I guess they could walk without tripping a lot. But here's the good news. We're going to try to um, make it work. Like the name of the show is Make It Worse. So we have another town right next door to this town. This is a studio, by the way. You're all going to be on TV, maybe. But, but, you know, this is just a pilot. We don't know if they'll actually make the air. And we're going to go to this other town, and we're going to try to make it worse for, for the people using their phone. Oh, wait a second. Let's just do a brainstorm, because I'm thinking that you probably have a different idea. of. We had, like, some data outages and stuff. You, you, how would you—okay, Oh, okay, you're telling me how you would make it worse. No, we don't have anything with, uh, like, fish or— uh, yeah, those types of fish in there. No, we won't put uh, poles at growing level. That's not a, um, I mean, that would make it worse. You're right. Uh, always raining. Well, that would make it worse for everybody. So we could do that. I mean, I could see a lot of ways we could make it worse for everybody. Yeah, I mean, we could make it worse, but those kind of ways of making it worse aren't really respectful. Oh, well, you're right. I don't know if they're respectful of your ability to walk uh, and enjoy your walking. Totally. We're not actually here. We're here. We're only in search of making things worse. I guess we're making things worse for you even as we talk. Uh, yeah, James is making it worse uh, just by making You're making it worse by making it worse, James. Uh, you're natural. Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, yeah, I, I can hear all your ideas. You're still telling me your ideas, but you think about the golden, you know, would you want to be on the end of that? Uh, 
if what if the people using the phone said, what about those people just walking around like they own this, like they have a right to walk uh, free? I realize you do. I'm just making an argument. Okay, so you all feel very strongly about this. Excuse me, James. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to say one thing. I don't know if I personally could think of a worse existence than just walking around like staring at something oblivious to the world anyway, where you're being advertised, you're paying to be advertised to uh, by someone, you know, tr- trillion, you know, to, to, to enable a trillionaire platform. And you're just kind of barely being entertained or whatever. Yeah, Richie, they don't, uh, but they don't even realize that's happening, James. What if we just, what does everybody think? We just explain that to them. We just have, you're, you see, they like this idea, James. Like, what if there was a button on their phone and every few minutes, uh, they had an idea, like, uh, they say, well, you know how much Zbiff just made off of advertising off of you in the last uh, 15 minutes? Uh, also, you paid your day, you know, the, the, that would, uh, they have to say, hey, you send, what if they just had to send that money directly to Zbiff? Uh, keep walking in oblivion. Send Zbiff 15 cents. Total lifetime contributions by you to Zbiff, uh, $4.48. Compounded annually times one billion people. Was uh, Ebiff's current net worth? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's working either, James. I mean, Richie, uh, James, you're gonna, you're you're mixed up. Uh, some of the some of them like the idea. No, I like the. I mean, I see that's making it worse. Uh, you're right, but uh, I I, uh, I mean, so I can't argue with you there. But I guess the thing is, like, they, what if they don't care? Like, uh, that's what it always circles back to. One, we have to do it through ZBIF. And then two, we keep having to learn this every time. Either people don't care or they're unaware. And we don't, have, like, uh, this is where we keep, we're right back where we, like, uh, Richie. Yeah, James, it's like, uh. It's like they don't get it. Like they're not missing. Like uh, they're not missing out on enough. Uh, what do What do you mean? Well, uh, uh, like uh, whatever they're distracted by uh, outweighs everything. You know, whether it's an awareness or just uh, apathy or saying, "Hey, this is what I want to do." Uh, that outweighs, I think that's one thing we've been learning, that, uh, like, uh, either there's not a choice being made, but we were well beyond that, you know, years beyond that. Yeah, and then we can't do anything, it just doesn't feel like if we do anything punitive or restrictive or d- deprive people, it always short circuits there. I don't know. Like, so is there a way to do what you're saying and still make it worse? I mean, James, it's almost like we got to give them, uh, uh, the, we got to really make them miss out. Uh, they have to become aware they're missing out on something that they want almost. You know what I'm saying?
I do, I do, I kind of do know what you're saying, Richie. Like they ha it has to outweigh th for them. It has to push them over. So what if, uh, uh, thanks for listening in everybody. Like what if we, uh, make it like, here's, here's something walkers, everybody. What do you think about this? Uh, we make walking so great, uh, for all of you. And so participative, uh, uh, and so many different layers and so many different appeals, those small scale ways that you could all be involved in if you so choose, uh, that the people using their phones, they'd just be missing out. Uh, Richie, keep going. So it'd be opt in, not opt out, uh, fun, free. If we could use ZBIF, that's great. Okay, so Richie, everybody, what's everybody? Okay, games, like, uh, but not games online. Okay, or sh more street art. I love that idea. Chalk art. Okay, always smiling. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing and saying hello to people. But you're right, no passive aggressive hellos. Like, you're saying hello for you, you're giving them the gift of hello. And you're expecting nothing in return. I love that, ma'am. You're giving it away free. Instead of saying hello, like, hello, see me, or hello, hear my hello. So maybe that's, Richie, that's where the CBG, we could get a, maybe we do self-esteem. Is there a way to, do we have any experts on building self-esteem that we could build? Oh, we do. Thank you. Uh, high fives. Some people might want to do high fives. Uh, I'm, I'm on the fence about that. Uh, oh, gifts. Oh, geocaches. I like that idea that already exists. Crafts, uh, painted rocks. Okay. Treasure hunts. Those are good things. Trees. Yep. Air, flowers. Oh boy. Like, uh, smells. Uh, James, what about like a museum? Or at the Trader Joe's we went to. Uh, Richie, what do a Trader Joe's and a museum have to do with one another? Uh, like uh, they have the stands where you go up to the person and it, uh, they give you something or they tell you about something and they're really interested in it. Oh, like free samples. So free samples, well, that's one thing. I was thinking more of, uh, I don't know the word, like a docent? Uh, yeah, James, that's it. Like life docents. Okay, so like someone that's so excited about the smells in the air, but it's understood they're a member, like they have some official role, probably paid even. If we if we can make ZBIF pay for it, James. Yeah, but that gets us stuck in that. But okay, but so docents that kind of point out the art, uh, talk about the games, like. Uh, I think like having so much community-based stuff, like how many people would want to do this in their community? Like almost like your hobby is out a hobby out in the world to not only make new friends and meet new people, uh, but to outweigh the distraction, like to pull people away from the, like, like this isn't even a, like, it's just like, oh, here's an opportunity. We're not trying to deprive you of anything. But did you notice this? Uh, this thing's in bloom. 
Have you tried to throw, have you, do, what about more wishing wells? I'm a big fan of, wi- okay, only one, you're right, only one wishing well, you're right. Snacks, I think Richie did say free samples. I mean, eye contact and smiling is a good place to start. So just like making the, the community so interesting. What about walking tours, like life docents, like uh, art chalk crawls, uh, like... I mean, it does take, it would take a big commitment uh, from a group, a community group uh, that's really involved and already has a working group structure and that loves walking from place to place and doing stuff, like almost like life docents and life crawls, or like uh, we could just call them community crawls. And there could be kid based ones and adult based ones. And maybe we could build them about around the times the highest traffic, like the youth phone use. And, you know, for youth, maybe we could work in more things about that. Like maybe there's some other, like for youth is saving for their education or uh, like one, like their favorite places to get snacks or buy stuff. Uh, there's stuff hidden out there in the world. Like, hey, you want some boba? There's a free gift card for boba uh, hidden on a painted rock somewhere every day. And you have to be a kid. So that I saw that, sir. I saw that look in your eye. Maybe we'll have them for adults, too. But I'm just thinking, like, when school, high schools let out and, and go back in. And then we would just need to kind of organize this and map it out with... Right, James, that means a bazeebit, like how can we map it out or make a community announcement or any of those things without using ZBIF? Well, I mean, I guess we could, do do we use it in this situation? I mean, we could, I think we could find an infrastructure. Okay, everybody, Richie and I are going to, it sounds like you have a working group, start working on it. I mean, we could use ZBIF, do we have to? I don't know, James. I'm just wondering if we're in a position where we're being subverted or we're subverting, you know? Like, is, is he, like the whole idea, even with our businesses, was like a path of least resistance, convenience, uh, and guiding flowing water downhill a lot of times. Uh, like, uh, oh, this is, why wouldn't I buy this? It has a lifetime guarantee. Yeah, but there's still... Where like uh, there's a this is the only path. Uh, not only is it the path of it, it feels like we're on the rails, James. Zebiff's rails, like by sub, like dependence and subversion at the same time. I don't know. I don't know if there's a different way or this is the only way. Well, I think they've got it figured out, this one. I think we did a decent job with this one because it was less uh, arguing. And once everybody saw how it was worse or thought about how they would make it worse, and then I think they eventually were like, well, I'm not okay with that, even though I said that idea. Yeah, those groin level poles, it's just, uh, I could see how you'd think of that, but that's not uh, right. It's not, yeah. So... But let's just rest on it, James, and we'll go to the next thing, and or we'll figure this out. Uh, and because uh, yeah, I'm pooped, making it worse is a tiring business.
It is, Richie. Good job.